This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, brought to you by the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Before we begin, we'd like to say thank you to our sponsor, Event Owl, who is helping clients across the nation elevate virtual, hybrid, and live events. Learn more on the web at eventowl.com. Thanks for joining us and enjoy this episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Sue Dick, and I'm president of your Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. I'm very excited today to have with us Richard Darabi with Moore Bass, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about his company. But Richard is actively involved uh, within our building, and I mean that because he was actively involved in our Access Tallahassee program, and he's on our Chamber Board of Directors and uh, committee for us that we're going to talk about. But Richard, thanks for joining us today. This is a great opportunity for our community to learn a little bit more about you personally and professionally. Thank you, Sue. It's an honor to be here and I'm happy to participate in this podcast. It's exciting and I love to listen to these with all of our other uh, members and volunteers. So I'm excited to get this one underway. Well, thank you. You know, I love being in meetings with you and people say, you know, Richard, when did you move here? And you just have a great smile and you say, well, I've I've kind of been here. Maybe give a little background on you uh, personally. Absolutely. I am lucky to have been born and raised here in Tallahassee. I've uh, enjoyed it my whole life. I moved down to Gainesville uh, for a few years to go to engineering school. Um, And I'm a proud Gator for, for what that's worth or not worth around here. Uh, but I was eager to move back. I have family here, my parents, my sister is married with two kids. So um, all of our immediate family is here in town. So it was an easy decision to come back. Um, also related to all the qualities we have in our local community and the familiarity I had with, uh, you know, coming back to all my friends and contacts and family. So uh, since I've been back, uh, I've been working as a civil engineer in the land development consulting firm. I had a uh, small run after the downturn in the economy. Um, you know, with the residential market bubble. After that, I had a few year run uh, managing vertical construction projects, a little different from civil design. And then uh, the last seven or so years, I've been doing back into civil design with more Bass Consulting. Um, Very much enjoying my work and what we do in the community, both uh, as the service we provide, you know, to make a living, but also for what we are able to do with our uh, volunteer efforts and just trying to provide the, you know, community-wide lift, I would say, for everyone around. Well, and I think, you know, I I knew about you a little bit earlier than when we actually were able to start working together on our board, because Rick Moore, um, founder of Moore Bass, uh, is a past chairman of the chamber and a a tremendous supporter of a lot of what we do and our business community. And so you're with a wonderful firm that we're thrilled to have here in our community. Uh, may, might be helpful if you maybe talk a little bit about some of the projects. You know, people hear civil engineering, and I put it in that bucket of economic development and creating growth opportunities. Maybe if you can just paint a, a, a picture of what some of that those projects look like. Sure. We so I, I would say that we the service we offer is really land development consulting. So we are uh, consultants that help our clients through any form of land development project. So that could be an infrastructure project, whether it's utilities or roadways, could be a a residential subdivision, a commercial development, an office park, um, all the way through very large scale industrial parks, railroads. Um, So we really run the gamut. Um, It could be existing, it could be raw land. And, um, you know, so on the front end of those, you're working with clients for 
feasibility, um, site selection. You're trying to understand which site may meet their goals, uh, what's going to be easier or cheaper to construct or permit. Um, and then you're working through conceptual designs with their other uh, design professionals, architects or other engineers, um, offering other services, the you know mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and all the utility services. And then we help them through the regulatory process to make sure that we are uh, carrying the development design um, in an effective manner that will meet all the regulatory requirements and get them to break ground and eventually open up their uh, business or get their certificate of occupancy for a residential um, as soon as possible. And we take them through the construction process as well, which is guiding them through construction, answering questions that may come up with contractors, um, and then the certification and closeout process. So with that backdrop, it definitely relates to economic development in that, um, number one, you're, you're, you know, when communities are growing, I think they're thriving. When uh, areas are redeveloping, it is always for the better, I believe. Um, you can do smart redevelopment um, and get rid of areas of blight. You can also provide new opportunity through job growth. And there's really a lot of uh, economic development that happens inherently with land development projects um, for the ripple effect. Um, so a lot of our economic development work, if you wanna categorize that as a small bucket, aside from how all of the work affects it really is related to site selection um, with a lot of our industrial users and um, our large landowner clients who own you know, very large land holdings. They're trying to attract manufacturers internationally and we help them position their sites through entitlement processes that allow these big businesses to come locate um, on their projects, on their property. And it really does create jobs by the hundreds and it, it provides an opportunity for that community to realize the tax revenue, the tax benefit, and all the other ancillary benefits that trickle down where you've got new jobs created, you've got new workers buying houses, you've got you know, the increased sales tax revenue. So it, it is, it's all kind of a big machine that works together. And we're just happy to be one cog in there that helps move this thing forward. Well, and I think what we continue to find is you, you could really be, you and your wonderful family could be really in any city. Uh, you choose, you know, you are in Tallahassee and I know you opened, you were from Tallahassee and you have strong uh, family ties here, but you have a young family yourself uh, and you could be anywhere. I mean, maybe what continues to, do uh, you think the appeal for Tallahassee is and why, why does it work for you and your family and what opportunities you, would you like to continue to project for our community? So for us, it, it's been a, an easy decision, um, you know, especially with the family, as you mentioned, being local and my wife's family, and we have a 15 month old uh, at the house as well. But with both of our families local, that, that's kind of the easy checkbox. But um, aside from that, even if I were to take the family out of the equation, um, for us, we really enjoy the, the, the opportunity we have available in Tallahassee, coupled with what we would consider to be a small town feel. So it's you know, uh, we're able to live in the middle of town and I have a very short commute to work. We'll go visit our Morbass Atlanta office and, uh, you know, just some of the traffic you deal with in some of these larger metro areas, it's enough to drive you crazy. Um, you know, uh, being in Miami, you got to, you know, account for 30 or 45 minutes nearly anywhere you want to go in town. Um, so we're, we're lucky to have kind of the, the, the benefits of being in a small town, but with all the attributes of having the opportunity you would have in a larger area. And um, with that uh, smaller town feel, even though we're growing and we have a lot of opportunity available, we get the, the 
those opportunities provide the benefit for, in my opinion, higher compensation with a lower cost of living, um, which is a really good thing for a professional. If I were doing this same job in Atlanta or in another metro area, my rent would be higher, my mortgage would be higher, my, you know, everything would cost more. Um, so it, it's a financial incentive, I think, for young adults to choose to live in Tallahassee. Um, and it's really just a matter of projecting that information out there so that um, all, all of the students and graduates and potential graduates from other areas see what we have to offer and they can realize that we're, we have really the, the best of all sides. Um, lastly, I'll mention that the proximity to uh, all of our natural resources are a really big draw for me and my family. It's uh, proximity to the coastline while also being able to get away up into uh, you know, some parts of central North Georgia. You can find mountains fairly quickly with a fairly short drive in the Florida Panhandle, lots of trails, hiking. Uh, I grew up hunting and fishing, so a lot of lakes and waterways that uh, we can find something to do on the weekend, and it's really nice to get out in nature. So I feel like you go to some concrete paradise type areas that you just don't have those features available. Yeah, you know, I, and I think that's so important, and we continue to hear that. You, you talked about it, more bass right now. Are you all hiring? I, I know that you all are very busy, but just curious what you're seeing out there. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, I feel like we're always hiring just because it's felt that way over the last couple of years. It's, it's hard to find talent. Um, we are, uh, we are taking growth in a controlled manner. Uh, we, we are seeking growth in a controlled manner. I should say we have, um, you know, everybody ran up during the economic boom of the two thousands and everybody was busy. Anyone with an engineering license or a residential home builder, I mean, bankers, I mean, everyone was just on fire as things went crazy. And then as the bubble popped, uh, you know, um, a, a lot of businesses were really hurt and a lot of them lost a lot of employees and a lot of people got laid off uh, from all of these industries and related industries. So I think the, the dynamic now is everyone is growing smarter. They're growing a little more slowly, but we are definitely in a, a growth imperative. We are lucky to have the clients we have and we're always seeking to help uh, more people. And we love to have good talent. I think we do a good job of retaining talent with um, some of our compensation packages and benefits. We try to compete with uh, some of the best available in town and around even out of town that we're trying to uh, essentially compete against to retain talent. And I think we're doing a good job of that, but always looking for good help. Um, and I'll do it, go ahead and do a self plug, even on the survey side, it is, it is a dying art to find a professional land surveyor. It is like no one is going to school to be a surveyor anymore. And you'll see this across other companies, honestly, throughout North Florida that we deal with. A lot of our, and in-house at More Bass, professional land surveyors are just kind of an aging uh, staff member personnel that there's not a lot of youth in that field. So if you have a, a kid going into college and they have an interest in land development or even uh, you know, being outside, so to speak, or, or dealing with survey, that is a field that uh, you could make a killing in the next 10 or 20 years because there won't be any surveyors around. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a great segue as a chamber board member. Thank you. you. You kind of gave a great segue into some of our priority areas. And you were a part of the process under Jay Smith's chairmanship that started in January to, to really get the Tallahassee Chamber looking at our mission and focused in our three areas, one being talent, one being community and prosperity. And the third, which you are chairman of, is, uh, would be economic competitiveness. Maybe if you can, and business climate and policy. Maybe if you can just talk a little bit about that. I greatly appreciate your time and leadership on that. Um, for you, what you would love to see come out of that work that we're doing with a lot of our stakeholders and why it is so important 
for our community. Absolutely. I am uh, honored to be a chair of the Economic Competitiveness and Business Climate Committee for this year. Um, I'm honored to be working with Jay Smith as our chair and with you and the chamber team. It is a, a vitally important component, I believe, of our community. And it really does tie to some of those other components um, that you mentioned with, with the community prosperity and with our talent initiatives. Um, I, I see our committee as, as an evolution of what was the Grow Business Committee, but with more, I would say, tentacles and more, more aspects of it that we're trying to bring together to kind of pull in the same direction and let's get some momentum moving um, so we can achieve these broad initiatives. So um, what I hope to achieve with this committee and under the guidance of our team and all of our volunteers and members is um, really trying to uh, highlight a few things where we can work on our advocacy and governmental relations as it relates to our business community. And that would be existing businesses and the new businesses. And related to those new businesses, we also want to work on attracting those businesses. How can we position Tallahassee to be that attraction? Because we are uh, losing, in my opinion, to some other areas nearby, near and far, um, that in my opinion, have less to offer than Tallahassee. So why are other businesses locating in other geographic locations? And if we can, if we can figure those things out and help position our, our community, I think that would tremendously help. Um, to that end, I look forward to our committee working with the uh, Office of Economic Vitality. I saw just today that the director, Christina Perez, LT classmate uh, of mine, was named top 50 in the country uh, director of economic development, which I thought was an awesome award for her. Congratulations to Christina, if you happen to be listening. And um, so continuing to work with OEV and collaborate, I think there's uh, tremendous value that can be brought from the teaming between the business community and with OEV, especially on attracting new businesses and uh, not to leave out the existing businesses. Again, we wanna help uh, celebrate existing businesses, help them grow, understand what existing businesses need and then to advocate for those principles. Um, lastly, we really wanna help on the local government side when it comes to the regulatory, how easy is it for businesses and um, uh, to, to get work done within our community? We want to make it essentially easier, uh, maybe, maybe the easiest way to describe it, uh, to get residential permits, to get commercial permits, to grow, and for people to be able to do redevelopment projects. And if we can paint that way and not be labeled as a difficult place to permit, I think that's a win. And that comes through fruitful efforts to identify some of those permit and regulatory hurdles, some of those friction points, let's smooth them out. Let's try to identify the goals of the big picture of the codes and uh, let's try to get there in a, a smooth and efficient manner so we're not stymieing development. We're, we're finding a way to get there. Well, and I think I, you, that work's already begun. I know that recently uh, we there was a great call with Karen Jomanville and her team at the city of Tallahassee asking for input and the business community and chamber members and you responded. And, and on that Zoom call, there were close to, I think, 15 individuals who wanted to give the feedback. Feedback was well-received and it's a work in progress with regards to keeping that forward. And I know your desire for that committee is to keep those opportunities. Uh, and again, the city came, reached out to us and we greatly appreciate that. And, and we look forward to continuing that as we move forward. You know, I've, I've been, uh, so inspired as we started the new year um, with regards to how our community is responding and, and how our business community and the chamber is really working working so hard. And again, under the leadership of our board of directors, 
you know, everybody's looking into 2021. We've got a lot of work to do as, as we wrap up here. You know, looking, looking at you, whether you want to forecast out for more bass or if you want to forecast out for our community, just what are you seeing on the horizon as you plan? Well, we, we're happy to see things uh, moving smoothly in our business community and just in light of the relative uh, unease that goes on nationally and globally, uh, be it from uh, social change uh, that's going on within our country and also dealing with the pandemic. And I feel I'm always an optimist. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I'm just happy to see that the uh, you know, demand for services from any aspect uh, of the business community seems to be holding well. Um, maybe, maybe I can exclude from that office uh, rental and, and, you know, occupancy and office and retail and hospitality. But um, for the most part, uh, things are going well. I think they could be a lot worse. We're all very grateful to be where we are with all of the conditions going on economically around. And uh, so I think the future is bright, both locally and nationally. Um, I, I was happy to see just the other day, regardless of your opinion on the election, I saw that um, our new president signed an initiative related to uh, promoting local uh, domestic manufacturing. So it is uh, the money is coming. And if we can start uh, building infrastructure to bring in some of this domestic manufacturing and other components, it just ripples into so many things, like I mentioned earlier, related to the jobs and all the tax revenue. We've also seen on some of our industrial sites some grant opportunities related to PPP that say, and it's not just, you know, here's, here's some extra PPP money. It's more of a, if you can find manufacturers that are manufacturing PPP equipment, um, even if they're international companies, uh, the state is looking to give grant money to build infrastructure to land those PPP uh, manufacturers in our state. So it's not just a, you know, a check for you related to your payroll. It's more of go build this road, go build this sewer infrastructure. Let's go land these people that are going to have six, 700 jobs over the next 30 years available for your community. And here's some grant money for you to bridge that gap to help entice that company to come. So um, future's looking bright. And I, I think it's going to be a great uh, year and years to come, especially as we roll into our uh, bicentennial here in the next couple of years. I'm excited for that. Well, I appreciate your time today. I, you know, you are glasses half full. And, and I've got to ask you about your 15-month-old daughter. She's absolutely gorgeous. So this, I think the current uh, exercise is she's in love with horses. So maybe. Uh... <laughs> she is. No, I appreciate that. Emery is, uh, she is enjoying it. They, uh, they get them started young early. The horse, the horse world is new to me. My wife uh, grew up riding horses and her dad lives on a farm in Havana. Uh, but uh, news to me, as of a couple months ago, is you can put a child as young as one onto a horse saddle and they have Velcro straps that go over the thighs and you just got to kind of stand behind the saddle and make sure the saddle stays upright. But uh, she jumped right on and started bucking like, come on, let's get this thing going. She is fearless um, and I think she's going to be a, a barrel racer or a Red Hills rider. She's going to be something when she grows up. We'll see. Well, she's adorable. Love running into you on our walks around here at Men's Circle. So yes. Thanks Thank for you. your time. Say hi to the family for us. And uh, again, thanks for being on the Chamber Board of Directors and for all of your time that you give to us. I will. Thank you. And to thank you for, to the Chamber team and to all of our volunteers. Just uh, very appreciative to be able to offer what we can to help. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Richard. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.